0: So city councillors are voting at the end of the month on new regulations on the operation of frat houses. You may be shocked to learn that they operate outside the formal university framework. We're joined now by Joe Cressy, who is basically a city councillor for Toronto inside the epicentre of what would be frat and sorority territory at Trinity and Spadina. Thanks for joining me, Joe. My pleasure. You know, I have to wonder, next year is the 40th anniversary of National Lampoon's Animal House. Is this to avoid any out-of-control anniversary celebrations? Is that why Toronto's cracking down on the frat houses now?
1: Well, frankly, it's just to, to ensure that frats are governed by the, the same rules as every other multi-tenant house in the city. Uh, currently, they exist in a gray area, so they're not licensed by the city, and they're not accountable to the university.
0: All right, so who's governing there? Is it just the students running amok?
1: No. Well, it's it's self-regulated, and so whereas every other multi-tenant house in the city has to have annual inspections to ensure that uh, we have fire codes and safety bylaws being met, fraternities are currently exempt, and so this is simply to ensure that. The fraternities are governed by the same rules as every other multi-tenant house in the city, which frankly just ensures better safety for the students and residents there as, as well as the local neighbourhood.
0: But, Joe, there's a lot of multi-tenant houses in the city, as you and I know. You know, I, I went to school here. Uh, there's a lot of students that are living in uh, one house, and they don't have to adhere to uh, any kind of rooming house laws. This just just rented out by a landlord.
1: Well, and so we have landlord licensing in the city now, uh, and we also have multi-tenant bylaws to ensure that when you have more than uh, a certain number of, of uh, residents living in a house, that they do have to uh, adhere to certain rules. Um, and so, you know, the fact that we have this exemption in place for fraternities uh, is frankly long overdue for change. Uh, and I can't imagine how anybody or why anybody would would object.
0: Who brought the exemption to to uh, the city councillors' attention, is it angry residents that p- paid a small fortune for property in a university hood and now they want the parting to stop? Or is it parents that said, oh my gosh, my kid's in a frat and it's disgusting. Help us, Joe.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I've heard concerns from a lot of people. Uh, we've heard concerns from students at the Uni- University of Toronto who have said that they're worried about the safety in these places.
0: The kids uh, are worried about the safety?
1: That's correct.
0: And they're still uh, allowed in the frat?
1: And so we've heard concerns from students at the university, we've heard mm-hmm. concerns from local neighbors, and then we've also heard a number of concerns recently related to some really unfortunate issues associated with sexual violence.
0: Okay, that one I can uh, I can understand. Now, uh, what are the recommendations that you're looking at?
1: Uh, so, the recommendations are pretty straightforward, which is to remove the exemption that they currently have and make sure that they play by the same rules as everybody else. And that means having annual inspections to ensure that the fu- fire code is up to speed to ensure that you have a fire safety plan in place, to ensure that there's a property maintenance plan around cleanliness and a state of good repair, and a number of other fairly basic measures. Uh, this is not a silver bullet to deal with uh, ongoing problematic behavior, whether it's noise or garbage or others, but it is a logical first step to ensure that frats play by the same rules as everybody else.
0: You know, I was a little bit shocked when I found out that frats and sororities operate outside the- formal university framework but when you put it uh, into those terms i can understand why a university wants to back away and not have any responsibility to what for what's happening you know off their campus would a landlord be responsible for adhering to these rules of a licensed rooming house or would the students who live in the frat be responsible
1: i it is the landlord uh who is responsible and and it provides a mechanism for the city to enforce it and issue penalties if they're not enforced
0: okay that, to me, is, uh, is screaming out that this actually could signal the end of uh, frats, I- at least in at UFT. Because, you know, when you think about that, as a landlord, do I really want to operate a frat house um, where I have to be licensed and I could be uh, facing fines if, you know, things are not adhered to correctly? And that's a lot of responsibility. Uh, the first frat house in Canada opened at UFT in 1879. Is there a worry, Joe, that this is going to end the tradition of fraternities in the city? Of toronto
1: no i mean th- this isn't in this there's no attempt here to close down fraternities but rather to ensure that fraternities are safe both for the people who live there the people who visit there and the neighbors who live around there and so if, if you cannot have uh, a house that is in a safe uh, situation for the residents who live there then you shouldn't be providing housing and, and i fully expect that uh with appropriate changes the fraternities will comply as they should
0: all right, Joe. Well, listen, I appreciate you joining us on the show. You're going to vote at the end of the month. You're obviously behind this. Any opposition from anyone right now on council?
1: Uh, not that I've heard as of now. and It's pretty hard to object to something this straightforward, I think.
0: Okay. Appreciate the time. Have yourself a fantastic afternoon, Joe.
1: You bet. All Cheers. the best.